Emmanuel Hecke was and still is genuinely confused at why there are some things that I have prayed for and God has not given it to me. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Board Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hecke. Hope you guys had an amazing week. Um, episode 145. Um, and we're going to get straight into it because I got a lot to cover. A um, couple of announcements. Of course, we have Bible study in two weeks. Um, May 2nd, Monday, 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. You can sign up with the link or um, in the description or in um, the YouTube. Yeah, the description. It's either way, whether you're listening to this or you're watching this in the description, it's there. Alongside, if you would like at any point, given the time you feel led to donate, to sow a seed into this ministry and the projects that we have coming, um, you know, you can make that donation at www.unassociated.com slash donate. Everything helps. Um, and lastly, there's an announcement that I've been eager to announce, but I still am going to hold off just because we want to have more things confirmed and set in stone. Um, but be on the lookout for a project that we have that's going to be very, very soon. Um, so, yeah. But, 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 but I, I have to get straight to this episode because it's a lot to cover. And this is going to be an episode that... Um, it's going to be one of those episodes, you know how every now and then I have those episodes where like I have a conversation about things that I've been going through as of recent and, you know, God really blessed me with the word and um, I just have to share it. I just have to share it today. So I'm going to be a little transparent today. Before I, before I go there, I, I, you know, one of my friends kind of, you know, went off on me because I never asked people to like and subscribe. But if you're watching on YouTube, we're trying to build that YouTube. That YouTube is tricky. I, I've tried to figure out everything. I even started posting the videos at different times of the day the past like four weeks or so. It's tricky. But if you can take some time to like and subscribe, if you haven't already, um, I truly appreciate that. But aside from all of that, you know, let's get to the actual message because it's a lot to cover. Um, today, I want to talk about a time an experience I really had with God, um, you know, over the past couple of weeks, um, especially starting with that episode, Approachable God, um, I have been talking about how we can be transparent with God. We ought to be transparent with God. God feels what we feel. Jesus wept. And, you know, we sh we literally should cease the opportunity of like, you know, we have a God that cares about us, that loves us. You know, let's, let's be transparent with him. And I took a step out on that, right? Um, ultimately, this past week, I was hit very abrupt, very spontaneous. I was having a pretty solid week until I just, the spirit of comparison and covetousness just hit me like a ton of bricks. And it was so fast. It was so swift. Um, and I became very discontent. I became very frustrated um, and upset with God. All right. Um, you know, this covetousness, this comparison, it just filled my heart. And I started to think about my life goals. And I started to think about the fact that I am not, I have not achieved so many of the goals that I had set for myself to this day. Um, and mind you, in no way, shape, or form do I want to toot my own horn. In no way, shape, or form am I saying this to give myself praise. But I'm going to tell you like this, and, I, and this is what I truly believed in my core. I'm a very hard worker. I work very hard. I'm doing a lot of things. I'm juggling a lot of things. I have a lot of responsibilities. I work a nine to five. I'm a full-time student in seminary school. 
I have recently gotten more leadership and op- and responsibilities at my church. And I'm the executive director of Unassociated, this ministry here. I'm doing a lot of things. I believe that I'm one of the hardest workers that I know. Um, I also believe that I'm a very dedicated individual. Um, and I also believe that I am someone who genuinely, although I stumble, although I make mistakes, I'm genuinely someone that's after God's heart. And this is the things that I think of myself. And you can imagine my frustration when there are things that I've prayed for, things that I've envisioned, things that I've dreamed about. Oh, and mind you, before I continue, our like, if you hear that little beat, maybe you don't hear it, but our, our like smoke detectors are tripping. I promise you, we change the batteries and everything. So don't, don't be talking mess. I know people say, oh, black people, black people. I changed them, bro. I don't know why they keep on beeping. So if you hear that, just ignore it, please. But anyways, now nah, like, you know, I find myself, I found myself very discontent and I've been praying, I've been fasting that God bring to fruition the things that he's told me he's going to do and they just still not have it happen, you know? And God hasn't given me what I wanted. God hasn't given me what I prayed for. And don't get me wrong. I know Ecclesiastes 3.11. Yes, I read my Bible. I do my devotion time. I know that Ecclesiastes 3.11 tells us that he makes everything beautiful in its time. And I've read that verse so many times whenever I've felt so discontent with the fact that I haven't accomplished my goals already. I just remember God makes everything beautiful in his time. But this time, this time when I was discontent, this time when I was covetous, this time when I was comparing myself to all my, all, all my peers, this time when I realized that I haven't achieved the goals that I believe that I should have achieved already, this verse wasn't hitting for me. It wasn't hitting. Telling me that God makes everything beautiful in its time wasn't doing it for me. So, while... I was in prayer with God. I decided, you know what? I'm going to be de- I'm going to be transparent. I've been preaching about it for the past couple of weeks on my podcast. Well, I'm going to take a step out. And I told God while in prayer on my knees right here in front of my bed. I told God, I disagree with you. And, you know, the funny thing is, God knew that I disagreed in my heart with how he was handling my situation. But now I confessed it to him. I told God. I disagree with the way you're handling my situation. I believe I should be at this point right now. And I believe that I put in the work to be at this point right now. And not only that, I've been open, constantly open, asking you, am I doing something wrong? Is there a sin that I'm not confessing? Is there some practical things that I'm just not doing, things that I need to be knowledgeable of, increase educate, whatever it might be? Is there something? And you have not told me anything. So at this point, I've come to this area where I am discontent, I'm unsatisfied, and I disagree with the way that you are handling things. This is what I told God. And to this day, even me saying that there's a part of me that feels so guilty, there's a part of me that feels how dare, you know, there's a part part of me, there's a voice in my head saying, boy, you better watch your tone. But then there was another part of me that was saying, God knows how you feel, and now you're just telling him 
you're confessing to him how you feel. And I told myself, I want to see what the great I am that I am is going to do. I want to hear what he's going to say. So I decided to be transparent with God and confess to him, I disagree with the way that you're handling things. I don't know if that was the right thing to say. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> you know, I, I, I am someone who tries to examine myself, right? I try to examine myself. I try to examine my, uh, my intentions. And I even ask myself, why do I disagree? Is it pride? Is it pride? Like, do you think that you should be here just because you're being prideful? And I genuinely think that, okay, that's, that's some part of it. Pride is some part of it. It can be, right? I can only imagine so if you're going to say that you disagree with God. But I can't say that I was disagreeing with God primarily because of pride. Like it all rooted to it just being about pride. It wasn't just about pride. It was about confusion. Emmanuel Hecke was and still is genuinely confused at why there are some things that I have prayed for and God has not given it to me. I'm genuinely confused at why some of the goals that I've had in my life, vision that I had in my life, these are not selfish goals. Genuinely, I think that these goals and these blessings that God will shower upon me will also bless the people around me and people around the world. But God has not given these things to me. And I'm confused as to why. And I have prayed, I have fasted, I've asked him, what is it that I'm doing wrong? I'm talking, this is not just a, this, you know, this just happened. No, this has been years of asking this question. Am I doing something wrong? I am confused. And newsflash, this episode is not going to end with me telling you that, ah, yes, then, you know, God gave me all the answers that I was asking, you know, about, and, and I'm not confused anymore. I'm confused right now recording this episode. That's where I'm at. I don't get it. Like, I wish I can say that I get it, but I still don't get it. <laughs> um, and the reality is it, it's very hard to trust God when you're confused. And sometimes following God is confusing because it seems like God is not making any sense because he said this, but then that happened and this did happen. But then right after that, another thing happened. And now I don't see how my being in point D is going to get me to C or to B or to A and a lot of this stuff, the dots are not connecting. Things are not aligning. I'm not seeing the vision. I'm very much confused. And I would like for God to reveal some type of thing to me. So I just know, hey, are we still on the same page? What's, what's going on? All right, well, how should I act in this situation? Da, 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 da. And it's like he just doesn't say anything. So what is one to do when you don't know what on earth is going on what is one to do when god's way is confusing and when i ask myself this question of course we already know the verse that's going to come to that's going to come next 
we all know the verse. For those of us who are read our Bible, we know Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. And I remembered this during my conversation with God. And it definitely kept me at bay, it definitely enlightened me, or at least gave me a sneak peek to how this conversation was going to end. With me expressing my confusion and my disagreement with God, my conversation with God was not going to end with him now answering every question that I had. No. It was not going to end with me now understanding everything. Somehow, some way, the only way to get out of where I was was going to be to trust God. All right? But sometimes trusting God is really hard. And sometimes for, for whatever reason, he just doesn't want us to, under, to, to, to lean on our own understanding. And, I, and actually, I could think of a couple of reasons why. I think there are actually very valid reasons why God doesn't want us to lean on our own understanding. One thing I could think of is that our judgment sucks. Our discernment sucks. Right. And on top of that, we don't have all the information a lot of the times. And if there's one thing that we can all agree with is that ignorance and bad judgment are the perfect recipe for disaster. I'm talking even if you do have all the information and you have bad judgment, it's a recipe for disaster. So God tells us to trust in him but trusting in him is just not as simple as it sounds it's actually very hard and sometimes i can do it very well for a good amount of time months years even but then there are these seasons there are these times where i'm just so confused that's like i i i I, (sighs) it's hard it's hard for me to trust him when i'm confused Sometimes trusting God gets really hard. Sometimes trusting God is very exhausting and is very frustrating. But this is where the next part of my conversation with God went. And this is what we all need to understand in order for us to be able to trust God, especially when our backs are against the wall, especially when we are so confused and don't understand why things are going, how they are going. We need to remember that God loves us. We need to remember that God loves us. It is a simple truth but so hard for us to remember and keep and understand god loves you i stumbled on this passage in lamentations of all places (laughs) now i've done like this it's actually up there somewhere bible in a year thing right but i don't remember anything from lamentations right Like, all I know, lamentations, lamenting, sadness, all right? But I stumbled on this this passage in Lamentations, and I found it very interesting because you have, I believe, uh, this is Jeremiah, Prophet Jeremiah, if I'm correct. And he's expressing his anguish, the pain that he feels 
as he's enduring the chastisement and the children of Israel are enduring the chastisement of the Lord. He opens up by acknowledging that God is literally the administrator of this pain. But for some reason, somehow, some way, this conversation turns into then him acknowledging that God is good and God is faithful and that God is still his hope. And at first glance, that sounds so weird. Like, let's start. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. This is how the, the, the chapter 3 starts. It says, I am the man, Jeremiah saying, I am the man who has seen affliction by the rod of his wrath, or the rod of God's wrath. He, God, led, he has led me and made me walk in darkness and not in light. Surely he has turned his hand against me time and time again throughout the day. That's how chapter three of Lamentations starts. But let's see towards the end how things conclude. Lamentations chapter 3, starting at verse 22 to 27. Through the Lord's mercies, this is the same person. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke in his youth. May God bless the hearing and reading understanding of his word. In Jesus' name, amen. So the obvious question is, how on earth did Jeremiah go from verse 1 and 3 of the chapter three of Lamentations to verse 22 and 27. How did he go from this place of expressing his anguish to a place of acceptance and even subjection to the chastisement and overall sovereign will of God? How? Verse 22 is the verse that stood out to me the most. And it's that verse, that first part where it says, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Hmm. This verse right here, this part right here got me thinking about the last four years of my life. How challenging and how frustrating it has been. It got me thinking about all the times that I wanted to quit, all the times that I wanted to just tap out, all the times that I wanted to be done with everything that I'm juggling. Even this ministry. And one thing that I must admit, one thing that if I did not admit it, you can call Emmanuel Heke a liar. And it is the fact that through all those times where I wanted to stop, that I wanted to quit, that it was just seemed so overwhelming and so on, God gave me just enough. He said just enough. He showed me just enough. He sent somebody to tell me something that was just enough for me to not tap out, for me to not quit, for me to get back up and get back in line. Every single time I have testimonies and I cannot ignore my testimonies. Although the past four years of my life have been so, so challenging, I cannot look back without acknowledging God's righteous, faithful hand over my life 
I can't do it. And if I did, I'd be a liar. So I felt Jeremiah when he said that through God's mercies, we are not consumed because, yes, I am suffering. Yes, I have pains. Yes, I'm stressed. But the reality is I'm not consumed by these things. If someone were to tell me all the things that I was going to go through the past four years before those four years commenced, I'd probably be looking for the way out. I'd probably be looking how I can avoid those four years. But as I've gone through it, I have seen that those times when I was low, God gave me just enough to hold on. So I can't look back and say that God doesn't care about me. I cannot look back and say that he doesn't love me when I have seen him preserve me and preserve my life through everything that I've been through. Through his mercies, we are not consumed. This verse helped me to remember that God has already proven to me his love for me. Furthermore, when it's telling me great is his faithfulness and that his compassions are new every morning, it reminded me that everything that God has done for me, none of them have I deserved. Absolutely none of them. Absolutely none of them have I deserved. But his mercies, his compassion is new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. I could think back to the time where my faithfulness wasn't nothing. Where I, I could literally come down here and I can pray to God saying that this, I'll never do this again. And then I go straight back to doing it. Even back, I run back to doing it. The times where I said that, God, my life is, is yours and use me as your vessel. And this same body I used to carry out unrighteousness, to great is his faithfulness, but I can't say the same thing for my faithfulness. And when I started to really understand and see God's goodness in my life is when I had to remember that God loves me. And it's because I can remember that God loves me and that he cares for me and he has proven it time and time again. There is some type of, of, of feeling is the best word I can give you that makes me remember, like, you know, it makes me feel like I can trust this person. I can trust this person because I know that this person cares about me. So what's my answer, man? You know, this road that we're on, this path that we're on, it comes with challenges and it comes with chastisement. And what do you do with these challenges and the chastisement? Lamentations chapter 3, verse 27 to 28 says, It is good for a man to bear the yoke in his youth. Let him sit alone and keep silence. Just keep silent because God has laid it on him. My answer 
as to what we ought to do on this challenging and chastising road that God has set us on is to humble ourselves. This is literally what the Holy Spirit told me. Humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Ladies and gentlemen, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Cast your cares on him. And the reason why we can cast our cares on him is because he cares for us. We don't cast our cares on people who do not care for us. That's just not something that we do. So when we lose sight of how good God is, if, when we lose sight of our testimony, when we lose sight of where he has brought us from, when we lose sight of the proof he's given us that he cares for us, it's hard for us to humble ourselves under his mighty hand. It's hard for us to cast our cares on him. Remember, that's what I want us to do. That's what I want. That's one of the things I want you to grab from this episode. Remember. We need to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. We need to trust him. Don't fight. This is how my commentary put it. Don't fight against the sovereign hand of the Lord, even when it gets tough. And in my commentary, um, there, there's a place that it referenced under its notes for 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. And it referenced the story of Job. Now, you know, a lot of us, we remember the story of Job. It's one of the stories that we were told. It's one of the popular stories in the Bible. You know, God comes to, I'm sorry, uh, the devil comes to God and says that Job only follows you because of all the good stuff that you've blessed him with and then God gives the devil the okay to take all of those things away including Job's children and Job is just a complete mess and is suffering throughout the entire book and then he find he's questioning God and telling asking God all these different questions and so on and then God doesn't even give him an answer as to why he was going through what he was going through but God in a sense just kind of paraphrases it all to say that hey everything's bigger than you and then at the very end of the entire story Job gets everything back and then some, but at the same time, it leaves a bad taste in our mouth because, I mean, God allowed his kids to be taken away. I mean, you can give him more kids after that, but I mean, come on, that's still not, that's not, that's not a remedy. The story of Job, we see Job was hurt. And I'm not saying that what I've been through is in any comparison to what Job went through. That's not the point of why I'm bringing up Job. But I see some similarities in the story where Job was hurt. And even more so, Job was confused. The Bible tells us that Job was a righteous man. Job was doing what he was supposed to be doing Job was somebody that God was proud of. But then he goes through all of this stuff. And then on top of that, when he asked God for an answer, the only thing that God can say over, what, three, four chapters was that all of this is bigger than you. And that was the answer he gave Job. But for some reason, 
this answer, if you call it that, was just enough for Job. To where Job would continue to serve this God. Let's read it, actually. Let's see what Job said. Job chapter 42, verse 2 to 6. This is what Job said. He's talking to God. I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You asked, who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Listen, please, and let me speak. You said, I will question you and you shall answer me. This is Job. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. And in this last chapter of Job, it continues and Job is given back multiple fold of everything that he lost but you know when i when i was a kid i used to think that that was the resolution that the resolution of job's story was gaining back multiples of what he had before but you don't just gain back kids that were killed right but now as i've matured and now i grow up i realize that the resolution was in job chapter 42 2 to 6 Job's story doesn't end with the resolution of everything. Ah, oh, he lost. He got back everything that he lost. His resolution, and as unsatisfactory as this still might sound to some people, his resolution was understanding that he does not understand everything. But because he's seen God's face, and because he accepts this, he still finds it reasonable to follow God and ultimately continue living life, humbling himself under God's sovereignty. And I thought to myself, in this time of my life, where I'm confused and I'm hurt at the fact that God has not given me what I want. I still don't have the answer. But I understand that I don't understand everything. Furthermore, I have seen the face of God in my life. I've seen his goodness and I have been convinced through my testimony that he is someone who cares about me. Therefore, I will humble myself under the mighty hand of God, even if this journey continues to be tough as it is. I'm going to do what he asked me to do because he's given me just enough to continue. To be honest, maybe this answer to this episode is still unsatisfactory to some. 
Because it's even hard for me to completely express how I feel right now. But there is a certainty in my knowing that this, my subjection to the will of God, even if it doesn't work out how I want it to work, and even if it calls me pain, is the right thing to do. I've seen him. I know him. And I don't want to walk away from him. And I'm convinced that in due time, things will be made beautiful. And I'm convinced that in due time, I'll be exalted. And I hope that you can be convinced as well. Remember your testimony. And if you can't think of one, don't, don't worry, because every human being has a testimony. If you really can't think of one, if you really can't remember one more so, you could always remember the fact that Jesus Christ died for your sins. So when you believe you confess and believe in your heart that he is the son of God and the father raised the son from the dead. You have access to an eternal life of no pain and no suffering once this one is over. God has proven to me, I'll speak for myself, God has proven to me that he loves me and that he cares for me. So in the times where I'm confused, and in the times where my flesh wants more than anything to just conclude it at, God doesn't make sense. I'm not going to conclude it there. I'd rather acknowledge the fact that I don't understand everything like Job than conclude that God doesn't make sense just because he's not doing what I want him to do or what I expected him to do. And the reason I get there is because I know him to be a good, perfect, righteous God. So I will humble myself under his mighty hand. In due time, I'll be exalted. I will cast my cares on him because he cares for me. Father God, thank you so much for this episode. And I just pray that all those that have ears, let them hear. And I pray that your children be blessed. Be with us. Go before us, O oh God. Help us not lead on our own understanding, but to humble ourselves under your mighty hand. Give us just enough. Give us just enough to continue, O oh God. Help us to remember our testimonies and how great you have proven yourself to be in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. I love and appreciate each and every last one of you that, that choose to tune into this podcast every week. I understand that it's not for me, you know, um, and don't let it be for me, please. This is for God. But, you know, I, I, I still feel the need to just say thank you for your support. Um, for those who are donating and, and have donated, thank you for everything. Um, I'm not going to lie, man. Like, a lot of my discontent comes from just plans I have for my future and they absolutely 
coincide with visions I have for this ministry as well. But I'm comforted in just knowing that the purpose that God created this ministry for will be achieved. Alongside the purpose, and I think it is being achieved, alongside the purpose that God has created me for and you for, they shall be achieved. So don't fret. When things are exhausting, when things are frustrating, when you want to quit, he's going to give you just enough. I'm a witness. I love you guys. Hope you guys have an amazing week. Peace. Thank you.